Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. If you can't agree with God on what a human is, how can you attempt to minister to a human? Hi, this is Keith Tusi. Welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad that you'd take some few minutes to sharpen yourself so we share a few minutes together. Here's a question for you. Are you a follower, a disciple of Jesus Christ? Do you want to be a follower, a disciple of Jesus Christ? I'm assuming the answer is yes, because you're listening to this program and you could be listening to a sports station or a talk show, I guess. Are there metrics in the Bible? Are there clear delineations on what that looks like? Actually, I think there's a lot of them. Uh, Some of them can be condensed. I think you can condense John 8. If you are truly followers of mine, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free if you continue in my word. Uh, But what does that mean? What does that look like? You know, one of the metrics in the Bible I've counted is mentioned 63 times. That should probably get our attention, don't you think? Not once, not nine, not 10, not 18, not 37, not 51, 63 times. Actually, I think there's more, but I can codify 63 mentions of it. And it's the term high places in regard to human sacrifice. Now, the term's used with some other applications, but in regard to human sacrifices, infanticide, you could call it modern day abortion, certainly. It's the same issue. It's mentioned 63 times. That's amazing, isn't it? So it must be important to God. 48 of those times is God's outright condemnation of this travesty. Uh, Let me just read to you, maybe in my opinion, the one that gets my attention the most is found in Jeremiah 19, 5, and it says this, and they have built the high places of Baal. When you see Baal, that's infant sacrifice, to burn their sons in the fire as burnt offerings, a thing which I never commanded or spoke, nor did it ever enter my mind. Therefore, behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, where this place will no longer be called Topeth or the Valley of Ben-Hinnom, but rather the Valley of Slaughter. What's interesting, the Valley of Ben-Hinnom, the Greek transliteration, is Gehenna. When Jesus talked about hell, Gehenna, when he used that term, not Hades, but Gehenna, He was describing the suffering of hell compared to the altar of Baal, the sacrifice of children. This is one of 48 times in the Bible where God Almighty condemned child sacrifice. I think that should get our attention. So if we're followers of Jesus, of Almighty God, then we should likewise have the same voice. We can't claim to follow somebody and be in disagreement with them, nor can we claim to follow him and not be clear about what he is ultimately clear about. I can find at least 12 times where God blessed those people that tore down those altars. Uh, and we know some of those Uh, great kings that did. And by the way, of course, when you read Kings and Chronicles, what is their final judgment? Their final judgment is not how much they prospered, how big their armies were, how large their castles were. 
how well known they were, how many people were in their tribes. Those were not the measuring rods. Those were not the metrics. The metrics were they did or did not tear down the high places, referring to places of infant sacrifice. When we read about Hezekiah in 2 Kings 18, it says, Now it came about in the third year of Hosea, the son of Elkah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, became king. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Abiah, the son of Zechariah. He did right in the sight of the Lord according to all his father David had done. He removed the high places and broke down the sacred pillars and cut down the Asherah. Why did he do right? Why was he blessed? Because he removed the high places. We see, we see, you know, this rehearsed a number of times. We know there were a lot of bad kings, but here's a good king, right? Now, we find Asa again in Second uh, Chronicles 14. So Abi slept with his fathers. Asa became king in his place. Asa did good in the right and sight of the Lord his God, for he removed the foreign altars and the high places and tore down the sacred pillars again and, and over and over can find at least 12 blessings like that. Do we want to be blessed by God? Then we have to embrace what God embraces and reject what God rejects. The, there is a clear metric for being a follower of Jesus. This is not the only one, but this is certainly a major one. After all, if you can't identify a human, if you can't agree with God on what a human is, how can you attempt to minister to humans? Think about that. You, you, there's just a loss of integrity. There's a loss of authority. There are several times in the Bible, going back as far as Leviticus 26, where God says, ultimately, I'm going to do this. In other words, at the end of the day, I'm going to do it. God is looking for co-laborers today who are going to do this. It says in Leviticus 26.30, Then I will destroy your high places and cut down your incense altars and heap, listen to this, and heap your remains on the remains of your idols, for my soul shall abhor you. How serious do we take that today? You know, recently I talked about signs of revival, and one of them was an awareness of sin. Silence is not always golden. Sometimes it's just plain yellow, my friend. When we do not clearly speak on something God has clearly given us revelation on, to me it takes a lot of mental energy to figure out how to negotiate around things that God is so clear about. And I think if we would just be forthright as the Lord is, there are such clear promises in the scripture for those who love life. And there are such clear condemnations. And by the way, you can't endorse somebody who does it. You can't say, yeah, I don't believe in abortion, but I want to help this person do the killing. You know what that's called? That's called an accessory to murder in natural law. Every state has that law. Every civilized nation has that law in some way, shape, or form. So that would mean to vote for somebody who endorses murder is the same thing. You are handing them the baton. You're saying, I'm going to keep watch. I'm going to be the getaway driver. 
while you do the killing. We, as a people of God, must draw the line. We've gone a whole generation, and there has been some voice from the church. It's been a growing voice, but it needs to be a shouting voice. There needs to be a voice of intolerance in the church against child killing. Why should we be so sensitive to what people think and people feel while rejecting what God thinks and feels? So we need to be educated. We need to be clear. But we need to be unequivocal at the same time. Recently watching the Republican National Convention, when Abby Johnson got up to speak, I thought, This is a condemnation against the church in some ways, because here is a political party that certainly isn't righteous. They're not even pretending to be righteous in the sense that they have a mantle from God. But here they are endorsing somebody who is being clearly and unapologetically pro-life. Yet sometimes in the church, we're not even doing that. It provoked me to jealousy. And I'm going to tell you, there's a scenario historically, and it's important we understand this, that when the church backs off and turns over righteousness to the political system or to the judiciary or to education or to medicine or any other institution, as vital as they are, when the church turns them over and wants them to do the job of the church, we lose our voice and we lose our authority. And I believe we're on that slippery slope. Let's speak what God speaks. Let's be unequivocal in this area. Let's be true followers of Jesus and follow his example of loving life and condemning death. Hey, if this has been a help to you, share it with somebody, look up these scriptures, just do your concordance study on high places, do your concordance study on the term it is in blood. And if we cannot come to the position that God has shown us clearly, then we really don't have a position to serve the Lord with and to recommend to others. This is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Today, Keith had a discussion on one of the metrics of a true disciple of Jesus Christ, tearing down the high places in regards to child sacrifice, abortion. We, as people of God, must draw a hard line. There needs to be a vocal intolerance in the church against child killing. Why should we be so sensitive to what people think and how people feel while rejecting what God thinks and what God feels? Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.